Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a break from fantasy football. Don't worry, it will be back on Wednesday night, just like usual. Um, I should say Wednesday. I don't know exactly what time it will be out. But we are switching things over here. It is Sunday night at 10.13 p.m. The MLB season, the regular season rather, is fully completed now. And uh, I can finally talk about playoffs now that the playoff teams are set and give you guys my predictions for the MLB playoffs this year. This was another good MLB season. I really like baseball for multiple reasons. One, because I play the sport. Uh, Two, because it's fun to watch. And three, I feel like every year it's not the same teams making a run for the money and for the World Series. Um, You know, maybe some other sports like basketball, for example, the same old teams, you know, having the superstars or whatever, tend to make the playoffs and make the championship runs, and it gets boring after some time. But with baseball, there's always new teams in the mix. A prime example, I think, this year was the Blue Jays and the Mariners. For, you know, most of the season, all the way up to today, the Blue Jays and the Mariners had a tremendous shot at making the wild card. They um, I know the I don't know if the Mariners won, but I know the Blue Jays won, and the only reason why they didn't make the wild card this year is because the Red Sox and the Yankees both won. Um, but teams like that that you don't see, the Blue Jays, the Mariners, um, you know, there's been teams like that every single year. So it's really cool to see, and I think it's really good for baseball, and is a big reason why baseball has continued to have success on the market. That was another good year for multiple reasons. I'll talk more about that. Um, when I recap the entire MLB season, which I'm planning on doing after the MLB playoffs, um, I'll go over the regular season, some stats, leaders, all that cool stuff. Um, but I wanted to strictly get a playoff show out before the wild card round started. Um, that way, you know, I didn't, let's say, you know, I missed it and I wanted to make sure my predictions were set in stone and things like that. So that's the reason why we're doing that here today. If you want to see a full recap of the MLB season, make sure you continue to follow the truth. Um, It should be out in the later dates. I don't know when exactly, and I might do it with somebody else. Today I'm doing it by myself, um, just because it's kind of hard to get somebody to film at 10, 15 p.m. at night. Uh, But anyways, guys, uh, going over the wild card rounds. The wild card round matchups are set. It'll be the St. Louis Cardinals at the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League, and the New York Yankees at their bitter rival, the Boston Red Sox in the American League. So, uh, first, Cardinals at Dodgers. I don't know how the Cardinals ended the year. Um, well, I semi-do. They went on a 16-game win streak, I believe. It was somewhere around 16-17 game win streak. They are really hot right now. Pitching staff's good. Hitting's good. Um, pitching staff in particular is more of a veteran leadership. Will that have an impact and um, maybe bolster them in the playoffs? I've said this many times, and I'll say it throughout the entire playoff show. But pitching in baseball is probably the most important thing uh, in the playoffs because pitchers are rotated in pretty much a lot throughout the game. Um, a starter may only go two innings just because, you know, he gave up a run or a hit even. Um, and, you know, matchups and whatever we saw with Blake Snell getting pulled, statistics reason, ended up not being a good result. But things like that occur because the playoffs are just so different and unique you're always going to have the bats you're always going to have the hitters hitting but pitching is definitely very big they got a very veteran uh, leadership they have flaherty they have wainwright uh j.a hap who they acquired from the twins they actually had a pretty good year with st louis definitely not with the twins so they have the veteran leadership in the starting rotation um wainwright i believe won a world series with them too so having that experience 
really can help them be successful in the playoffs. The Cardinals, year in, year out, I feel like are always contending. Um, they're always a mediocre, good team. They're always making the playoffs or at least contending for it. Um, and they haven't won the World Series since they previously did. But their roster is really good. They got Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Yadier Molina, um, some role players like Harrison Bader as well. So collectively, the unit is very strong. The issue with this game, however, is I think the Dodgers have the best team potentially ever. Yeah, my boy, well, I shouldn't really say my boy, but Trevor Bauer, who, you know, obviously is not with the team right now, was one of their best pitchers. They lost him, and a lot of people were wondering if that was going to be the end for the Dodgers run, but they end up going to pick up uh, a Cy Young winner, Max Scherzer, who is potentially going to win the Cy Young this year for the National League as well, really helped them be successful and bring them to the next level. I did see Clayton Kershaw hit the IL, I think, today. Um, I don't know how long he'll be out for it and to do too much background on that. Could that be a significant injury? Yes, of course. Clayton Kershaw, one of the best pitchers in uh, today's day and age. You know, he was my favorite player. So he's a really good pitcher, but the rotation itself and their pitching staff is phenomenal. That losing a key piece like Clayton Kershaw isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. You got Bueller as a result. You got Scherzer. You got Urias. You got Trinan in the pen. You got the best pitching staff and best off. Well, okay, their offense, I think, is really hit or miss, but their pitching staff is phenomenal. Pitching will be huge, especially in this game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, and if you're a fan of one of these two teams, I think you should plan on having a low-score affair game. Um, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to be a 12 to 10 game like some wild card games are. I think, you know, the team that I have winning, the Dodgers are going to win three to one. I really do believe that, or three to two. Sorry, three to two. I think the Dodgers will win. I think it'll be kind of like a two to one game uh, in the eighth inning. I think the Dodgers are going to hit a two run single or get two runs to propel them to that win. But it should be a good matchup, and it's a really good matchup. The Dodgers, I think, had 104 wins, maybe something around that. And finish a wildcard team because of the New or the New York Giants, the San Francisco Giants. So they're a really good team. Their chemistry is kind of getting there. The Cardinals have really good chemistry. They don't have as good of a team as the Dodgers, but their chemistry, the unified, it should be a really good matchup. I definitely think this is going to be one of the best matchups uh, in the uh, whole entire playoffs this year. But I do have the Dodgers sneaking away with a 4-2 win. The next one I have, the New York Yankees at the Boston Red Sox. This is the battle of the bitter rivals. Both teams hate each other. We all know that. Both teams um, have been, you know, two of the longest franchises in the game. Both teams have won many World Series. So, you know, they really are AL East rivals. Back in the day, you know, you would almost be coming to fist fighting. And, you know, you don't really see too much of that in today's day and age with any rivalry. But still, they hate each other. They don't want to see each other win. This is going to be a great wild card game. Remember, this is only one game. It's not a series like the Divisional Series or Championship Series. I think the Yankees had the better roster overall. The Red Sox, I feel like, are kind of like the Cardinals. You did get Chris Sale back, which I definitely think is a big win for them. Um, I think Evaldi's still on the team. You got Verdugo in the lineup. You got J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers, who had a tremendous game today to keep their season alive um, with four RBIs, I believe. Um, you have those power bats, and I talked about them throughout the season when I did my midway kind of review, my first quarter review, things of that nature, their bats are definitely there. I think the one downside with the uh, Red Sox is their pitching. And I'm not saying their pitching is not good. I think their pitching is solid. But stacked up against the Yankees, I question it. Maybe more in a series, not necessarily one game. But I'm assuming the Yankees are going to tab Garrett Cole for the wildcard game unless, 
I don't know information, but I think Garrett Cole is their best pitcher. You got Chapman in the pen who struggled for a brief period of time, but for the most part has been really solid. And they're going to use every weapon they can to get to that divisional series. So you might see Garrett Cole throw three innings, which I think is unlikely, but it could happen. And you could also potentially see Chapman throw three innings as well because they need to do everything in their power to get to that divisional series, that best of five games where you're guaranteed three because right now your season is guaranteed on one game. It's going to be a high-scoring affair, I think. I think the Red Sox are going to get to Garrett Cole, and whoever the Yankees, I'm sorry, the Red Sox throw, the Yankees will get to them as well. I think it will be a high-scoring early on. One of those games that will be back and forth periodically, and I do have the Yankees winning 8-7 to seven in extra innings. I think the Yankees' experience, um, as well as their ability to hit the ball. I mean, look at their lineup. If you seriously stop and look at their lineup, it's insane, especially when they're all healthy. You got Stanton and Judge, two of the biggest dudes you'll ever see in baseball. LeMahieu, who had a tremendous season, I believe, last year, the year before. A little slower this year, but still relatively good. Urshela on the corner. You get a tremendous team, um, and it's it's really hard to pitch to them, and that's one of the reasons why the Yankees are in the position that they're in. They are the last wildcard team, but... Compared to the Yankees-Red Sox, they practically had the same record, and then obviously the Rays had a better record. So the Yankees and the Red Sox both together had good, solid seasons. But I think this one, ultimately, it's going to go to the Yankees, 8-7 to seven in extras. I'm just putting in extras here. That'd be so cool as a baseball fan to see an extra inning game. Uh, but I do have the Yankees winning and moving on to the Divisional Series. That's going to lead us to our first trivia question slash break of the podcast. The question is, which team won the 1991 World Series? And a bonus point if you can guess who they beat. Which team won the 1991 World Series? And a bonus point if you can guess the team they beat. The answer, when we come back, only here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, who won the 1991 World Series? And a bonus point if you could guess who they beat. It was the Minnesota Twins, obviously. I had to throw in a Minnesota Twins one just because also they're not in the postseason this year and don't look anywhere close with a really weird, good, bad team. They ended up being the Atlanta Braves. Shout out my boy Trevor French if you're listening to this one. Uh, sucks to lose the Twins not once but twice in the 87-91 World Series. Now we get to the fun stuff, ladies and gentlemen, the divisional series. I will start off in the National League and make my way towards the American League. Uh, division. Dodgers at Giants. This is an NL West powerhouse showdown. Both teams finished almost identical records, both with over 100 wins. You rarely see uh, a team finish second in the division with over 100 wins, but that was the case here. A lot of people were expecting the Dodgers to come out on top, especially with the roster they had, but San Francisco, um, chemistry-wise, talent-wise, was able to do the job and win the NL West division this year. Giants on paper, I think, definitely look a lot less better than the Dodgers. But I think the Dodgers' chemistry is just a lot better than the Dodgers, you know, as a whole. Chemistry is one of the biggest aspects of a uh, of a of a baseball game. I'm not saying the Dodgers don't have chemistry; they have tons of talent and chemistry. But the Giants have been so unified; they picked up some players like Chris Bryant to help bolster their uh, team even to the next level. Um, and the Dodgers have made some acquisitions too, but I think it'll be a good series. I think it will come down to Game 5, and I have the Giants winning the series in Game 5. A lot of people are probably wondering, why do I have the Giants winning the world? I mean, the uh, divisional series against the Dodgers? 
you know, teams like this, I just never see really making a massive run year in and year out. And coming off a World Series um, last year, I'm almost positive they won the World Series last year, unless I'm mad tripping right now. It's really weird, rare to see a team go back to back. But if it is, it's usually a team like the Dodgers. I think this year, though, the Giants have a better chance than the Dodgers. And I think in that series, you'll see just how good that Giants team can be. Next series, we get the Braves at the Brewers. The Brewers pitching is outmatched, in my opinion. I think the Brewers are probably got the best pitching staff um, and bullpen in baseball. Their two starters, Woodruff and Corbin Burns, um, two of the best starters in the league. Corbin Burns vying for that Cy Young this year. In the bullpen, they got Hayter if they need be. So really, that team is really loaded. But on the flip side, the Braves are solid as well. The Braves, I think, got better hitting by far, and the Brewers have better pitching by far. So it's going to be a little bit of a pitching-hitting showdown. Um, pitching is very important in the playoffs. I've mentioned that periodically throughout. Um, you know, teams make a deep run most of the time when the pitching is up to par because, again, a starter may only go a couple of innings and then you'll need the bullpen to do the magic or even the starter come in. We've seen that before as well. So, you know, I think the Braves got a solid, some solid pitchers. You got Charlie Morton, Max Freed. Um, I'm not too sure about their bullpen. I'm kind of blanking right now. Um, but they have a solid pitching rotation. They made the playoffs for a reason. They won their division, um, you know, had a pretty solid record. Um, a lot of people weren't expecting them to win their division, especially with Jacob DeGrom, but we all know how that one ended up turning out. Um, but still, the Atlanta Braves are really solid. It's pretty much going to come down to Brewers pitching versus Braves hitting. Um, although, I do believe the Brewers will sweep the series 3-0 on the Braves. Um, you know, I really think it's going to come down to one or two innings, and I think the defining game will be in game one. Um, when, you know, somebody on the Brewers hits a two-run home run to uh, propel them to that next next round. But I do think they will sweep. I just don't think the Braves stack up well against the Brewers. White Sox at Astros. Both teams are very well-rounded. You know, as a Twins fan, it was kind of hard, hard to see the White Sox be very solid. And then also the Astros, who beat us last year in the playoffs, one of, like, the many teams that has continued to beat us in like a 20-game losing streak in the playoffs. or something ridiculous like that. But both teams are very well-rounded. A lot of question marks with the Astros coming off that cheating scandal the last couple of years, how well they've been doing. And, you know, they've been doing really well. Their hitting's good. Their pitching's good. And put into consideration, they still don't have Justin Verlander and they don't have Garrett Cole anymore. So other players have been doing well and, and you know, having a better season on top of that i'm very impressed with the astros dealing with the cheating scandal still um where a lot of fans were very unhappy with the astros organization respectively so um i hate the astros and i hate the astros players and i will for the rest of my life um but still going into road games when fans are back in the stands mostly for the first time um you know that's pretty much where they got to hear the uh their complaints and they probably will continue to hear it for a couple of years i do believe so um, but this first year is definitely the hardest year, but they were able to go on the road, win the games that they needed to. And they also have experience. You got Bregman, Correa, Altuve, who have, in quotation marks, won a World Series before. Um, they've played in big time games. Now, you know, they're not going to be, well, unless they're cheating again, they're not going to know that Alaraldis Chapman is going to throw a slider on the outside um, with a, a, you know, to put them in the World Series. Um, but still, for the most part, they didn't need a cheat, in my opinion, to win a World Series. They could have perfectly done it without it, um, but they ended up cheating, which they lost all respect for. 
But the only downside with the Astros compared to the White Sox in this series, I think, is the pitching staff. I think the White Sox pitching outmatches the Astros' bats. Um, Lance Lynn in that rotation. Dallas Keuchel can be effective. Lucas Giolito, some of those starters. Liam Hendricks in the bullpen. So pitching-wise, Garrett Crochet, if need be. Uh, Pitching-wise, I think the White Sox definitely outmatch the Astros' bats. I do believe the White Sox will win this series in five games. I think the Astros will take the first two. Uh, at home, I think uh, the White Sox will win the next three. Um, again, I think it's going to come down uh, some some of it in those first two games to experience. Maybe the White Sox will be a little nervous, not really playing in a big situation like this. They were in the playoffs last year, um, but playing in a much bigger game. I'd be very curious to see how that one goes. I do have the White Sox beating the Astros uh, that one. Then we get the Red Sox at Rays, another AL East showdown. That AL East division was one hell of a division this year. The Blue Jays finished 91-71, and 71, I think, uh, finishing fourth in their division, which just goes to show how good that division was. Uh, but both teams know each other really well. Uh, both teams play each other, I think it's 18 times uh, throughout the regular season, something like that. Uh, so they have a lot of experience with playing against one another. And the Rays are always one of the weirdest teams out there. I mean, we all saw it last year in the World Series when uh, Blake Snell was pulled. And, you know, the Rays are going to be a very analytical analytical team. They're not going to go out and sign guys like Trevor Bauer to max contract extensions or Max Scherzer with big contracts, uh, Bryce Harper for that matter. Um, they're going to go get small market players. They're going to build their farm system, and they have a tremendous farm system. Wander Franco came up this year, has had a really solid rookie year. Um, other key players as well. They traded away some, but relatively their farm system, I still believe, is one of the best in baseball, and they're really good right now. You know, coming out on top in that division is very hard to do, and so with them doing it, I think they deserve some of the respect right there. Kevin Cash, um, you know, I do kind of like Kevin Cash, and I do like how the Rays play. I think it's very interesting. Ever since the Rays brought in uh, the new kind of opener, where they had a bullpen pitcher come in. I've just liked it. It's unique. It's something different to baseball, and it's worked out really well for them. But the Red Sox are back. They got Nathan Evaldi uh, pitching tomorrow night against the Yankees, assuming they win. Um, you know, one of these wild card games could completely jeopardize my whole entire playoff show, but it's a playoff show. You know, I'm not going to probably do – I might do like a divisional, a conference championship podcast. It all depends on it, but I'm making my predictions now. Anyways – of all these pitching, Chris Sale's an option to throw. Rodriguez is an option to throw. But the one key for the Red Sox is going to be their bats, hands down. I mentioned at the top of the show, Devers with four RBIs in the season finale. He's had a good year. J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, their bats are really, really, really good. And their bats will be the main reason why they have success if they do. Unfortunately for the Red Sox, however, I do think the Rays will win in five. I think it all stems back to pitching again. I think the pitching for the Rays does outmatch the Red Sox in some aspects compared to others. And I think the Rays just have a better overall team. Um, they did play the Red Sox periodically throughout the year, obviously, and had relative success. So I don't see that changing, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. That's going to lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break the podcast. The question is, who led the league in home runs this season? Who led the league in home runs this season? The answer, when we come back, only here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, who led the league in home runs this year? It was Salvador Perez with 48. A lot of people were wondering and probably assuming it was going to be Shohei Otani, 
for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but that is not the case. Salvador Perez from the Kansas City Royals gets it done this year. That's actually really impressive, too, for the age that the guy's at um, and the, the catcher position. You know, a lot of catcher positions in the MLB are known for mainly defense compared to offense. And so very good by Salvador Perez. Um, maybe some question marks of him being the MVP, but I think it's undoubtedly Shohei Otani. Um, one of the big factors is his pitching ability. Anyways, uh, on to the championship series. So I got the Brewers at the Giants in the NLCS. Both, again, powerhouses. The Brewers, very surprising. Um, a small market team, a nice small fan base, uh, good overall roster, good pitching staff, you know, things like that. They do have some bats occasionally. Their bats could be better. We all know that. Um, one of the key players on that offensive side is Christian Yelich. He had a struggling year, a very struggling year, honestly, um, especially with the contract he had. Um, but again, I think pitching's going to outmatch the Giants in this one. The Giants have a good staff as well. Desclafiani can pitch. Uh, Gosman can throw. Um, so they have options. And again, a lot of those guys are veterans. So you got Brandon Belt. You got Brandon Crawford, who have, have had experience in these games um, and in pressure situations. So the experience, I think, can definitely take in charge. And it's pretty much experience versus youth. I like to put it like that because you got the experience team in the Giants. You got the youth team in the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers are going to be good for a good five years, I think. They'll be in the same situation year in and year out. The Giants will continue to be good. They have a lot of old players, though, so be very curious to see the next couple of years. But for now, they're definitely looking good. I got the Brewers winning the series in six. I think, again, pitching is going to be a big factor in this one. Um, and I don't think the Giants' bats will do enough um, against that staff. I mean, it's really hard to, th it's really hard to hit against Corbin Burns and uh, Brandon Woodruff. And then you get to the bullpen. You got Josh Hader, Devin Williams, all those players. Um, so I do think the Brewers will run away. Not run away. I think uh, the Giants will maybe take an early lead early on, and then the Brewers will come back and uh, win the series at home before finishing things off in San Francisco. White Sox at Rays, the two powerhouses in the AL. Um, you know, the White Sox more kind of like the Brewers, a small market team. A lot of people that are fans of Chicago sports are normally going with the Chicago Cubs. So a little bit of difference there with the White Sox. Uh, but still, I think, you know, both teams, it's going to be a very competitive series. I think it's going to go back and forth. It could potentially be like the Astros Nationals where every road team won the game uh, in the series. So I definitely can see that being the case. I do have it going to seven. I do believe, however, the White Sox pitching is just a little bit better overall, and I think is better stability or durability, I should say, rather, than the Rays. And I think that's, again, going to be one of the big factors why the White Sox have success. Um, I think, you know, one of those starters that I've talked about with the White Sox will struggle, and that's prone to happen. I mean, it's baseball. Um, but I definitely think there's going to be enough pitching to have success. And the Rays... Um, I just don't see them going back-to-back -back World Series, and I wouldn't even have them winning the World Series, so I don't see why it would be of importance, well, not of importance, but why the Rays would have a, a good shot of winning this series, let alone the World Series. So I do have the White Sox winning this in seven. World Series, White Sox versus Brewers, probably not who you were expecting me to say. Um, you know, probably a lot of people were expecting the Dodgers, maybe the Red Sox, the Yankees. Originally, I had, uh, before the uh, playoffs began, when I did my early season predictions, I had the Padres 
winning the World Series over the Yankees. The Padres aren't even in the playoffs. So I got two kind of smaller market teams, not necessarily smaller market. Both did win their respective divisions. Um, I think both are two. No, Brewers are two seed in the NL. Let's see. Yeah, Brewers are two seed and White Sox are three. So I do have uh, the uh, White Sox winning uh, in game seven. I do think the White Sox, this is the year for the White Sox. This is the year to represent the AL Central because the Cleveland Indians couldn't do it in 2016. Um, it's definitely a year for that, though. I think it's going to be an absolute battle. You get two pitching staffs going against one another. It's going to be one of those series that we look back on and see, wow, you know, it was. it's going to be a low-scoring series. Both teams have bats. Um, White Sox more than the Brewers. I think the Brewers have the edge in pitching. I think the White Sox have the edge in batting. So, again, it's going to be kind of like the Brewers-Giants series. Um, I think it was the Brewers-Giants series I was talking about where uh, it's going to be, you know, pitching versus hitting. And whoever's more successful is obviously going to win. Um, but I do think the White Sox will win this one. It will be a little closer. I think it'll go in Game 7, like I mentioned. I feel like every MLB World Series goes to Game 7. I'm not really sure why. Um, but, hey, you know, World Series, whatever. I guess it's good enough. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the 2021 MLB Playoff Show. It is a little bit shorter just because there's not too much to talk about. Um, it's just pretty much predictions. So I tried to make it as long but as short as possible. I hope you guys found some useful information. If you guys would like to kind of show me who you guys pick for your World Series or whatever predictions, feel free to hit me up. Uh, i definitely be very curious to see what you guys are thinking of and when. Um, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at the Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. You should be seeing this podcast on Monday night. Uh, Wednesday nights, you will be seeing, or Wednesday, I should say. I think it's gonna. I'm going to start posting them at like 5. But Wednesday, you should see um, the uh, week 5 of Fantasy Football slash NFL with my boy Lucas. Not my brother, my good friend. Um, and then probably it just depends on how the playoffs go. I might update and do a divisional series, championship series show, world series. Um, I just feel like those would be really short and not really of importance. So let me know what you guys want to see. If you guys want to see those, uh, feel free to let me know. But yeah, very curious to see who you guys pick for winning the world series and uh, whatnot. So get at me. Get at me on Twitter. Get at me on social. And uh, thank you guys so much for spending time out of your day. Your support truly means a lot and the reason why we continue to do this. And without further ado, it is your host, the one that you guys really, 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 really love the most, Niall Hesson. Signing out. Take care. We'll see you guys in the next one. Stay safe and live your best life. That's my motivation for today.